Welcome to Burnout Perfectionist. My name is Sarah. And my name is Eve. And today, well, we're going to offer a trigger warning, even though we're not trigger warning types of folks. But if you are listening and you have dealt with grief, loss of a parent, loss of relatives within the last bit, especially within the panorama, etc., then um, you might not want to fucking listen, just to let you know. Um, but if you choose, you've chosen your own fate, and we will be diving into some of these things. So um, please know that if you are looking to listen to our podcast, we are available on all platforms. We post every second Monday. We're trying to do every Monday. We're we're trying to do every Monday. We're doing our best. I would we like to preface, too, that there was, like, one week that we missed, but it was because Threads came out. And I got really distracted. I know. So we are on threads. Don't forget, you can also find us on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, but we we don't do the Facebook. We have to do the Facebook to get the Instagram to get the threads. And um, we are also on TikTok now, slowly but surely doing content. So I did it before we do this podcast face. And I'm going to do it after. And hopefully I don't look like a hot mess. I do ugly cry like Kim Kardashian, though, so there is a possibility. I can't cry, though, because if I cry, everybody else cries. Like, not like everybody else listening, but, like, if I cry on our family, everybody cries. But when you cry, you keep the same face, and it's just, like, a tear that runs down. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you'd be a really good actor for crying. I can't cry on command. Like, I squish my whole face, and my face goes, like, ready no. all. And then it gets all, like, puffy, and it's not. My face just turns red. Yeah. Oh, I think everybody's face turns red. Well, like, if we cry too much, we're actually allergic to our tears. All right. I don't know if that's... Oh, my God. But it's like we have a reaction to the amount of salt and, like, your eyes just, like, puff up and get crusty. Oh, no, no, no. My whole face burns. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a fun time. Also, there's, like, the snot and the phlegm aspect and the all-around pretty fucking gross. Yeah. Not a huge fan of that. But on that note, um, if you want ASMR of flimmy snottiness you may have some moving forward <laughs> yeah probably most likely be sarah over than me i'm not it can be i'm not explain why like how do you deal with grief oh okay so as people um, i was like i she's like, where the fuck is she going um so ever since i was little i'm the weird one um you're not weird well Stay. i found out now that it's 88 grief so when somebody dies in our family, which you know happens quite frequently, as of late, yeah, as yeah, um, I have like a five minute cry and then I just kind of move on. But then randomly throughout my life, like any time, it's not like even certain dates or anything. My brain's like, "Hey, Eve, remember your dad's dead," and then I get a little sad. And then I'm fine, and I move on. Um, versus, um, Sarah, how do you creep? Um, usually I'm like stunned, like I'll be like in shock, like what the fuck, this isn't happening in real life. Um, unless you kind of see like that slow decline of the person and their personal health. Um, even if you see it, but it kind of like comes out of nowhere. So usually I'm like kind of stunned, shocked. Um, I'll cry continuously for probably like a day and a half two days and then i'm kind of like dried out i don't know a better way to say that it almost like dries out or i moved to the other stage of grief where i'm like um 
I'm always at the joking stage. I'm always at that. If you feel awkward or whatever because of like jar jokes or people making funny jokes about that, um, don't watch Matt Rife. <laughs> and maybe don't continue to listen because we'll continue to do that. Um, that's just kind of like our way of dealing with things. We understand that everybody else deals with stuff differently. And then um, I'm kind of like, it sounds really bad, but I'm kind of like over it probably in less than a week. And then I'll have those like moments. I'd give you two weeks. It, it depends. Uh, depending on the level of relationship. Yes. The person are like pet that dies. Oh, 100%. There's like, it It kind of depends on, like you said, like the level of know, engagement that you have with said person or how much they are in like in your life. And then, um, and then I'll just have like moments where sometimes it's just like random. Like it doesn't make sense. And there's other times where like it makes sense. Like I would like to state Disney has always had the reputation for having dead moms. Oh my God. And when our dad died, they decided let's flip the script and every fucking movie is going to have a dead dad in it, which is always like a little bit, let's call it triggering. But you're kind of like, okay, but sometimes they come out of fucking nowhere. Like it's not even in the beginning of like the trailers of the movies. It's like, this movie's not this most beautiful land. And then it's like you start it and it's like, you know, my dad died three years ago. And you're like, what? Or like, yeah, because I think the last one I watched where they had like the the mom like slowly you kind of watch her like health decline from like cancer was that like kids movie where they like build an amusement park and she has all these like fun memories of shit. And I cannot remember the name of the movie right now. Wonderland? Yes. Oh my god. You watched that? Oh yeah, I totally did. Oh, Charlie wanted to watch it really bad. And I was like, okay, whatever. I mean like feelings are feelings. I'd rather her not be a psychopath. So there's that. But yeah, I don't I don't know who decided to flip that script, who was mad at their dad instead of being mad at their mom. I don't I mean our our mom was quite happy because I run we'd go to movies and she'd be like, Oh, of course she has a dead mom. Of course. Because I'm the one who was just standing in line while you guys were watching the trailers in the beginning of the movie to get you fucking popcorn. But of course, the mom is dead. Um, yeah, so, like, a bit of a, a background on our, like, obviously, Sarah and I are sisters, um, is we've had a lot of death, um, from, like, a young age. Yeah. Um, like, our, all of our grandparents were gone by the age I was, like, 11. Yeah. Um, so Sarah would have been at 14 years, like, 25. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say 25 and under. No, I was, like, 25. Um, I never had grandfathers. They all died before I was born. Yeah. Um, I had short-lived relationships with my grandmas. Well, you just missed one grandpa by, like, six months. Oh, my God. That fucker couldn't stay. No. Um, and then, um, from then on, like, we've had, um, an aunt and uncle die. Her dad died. So, I think we'll probably dive in more about that. Oh, and then, the, and the, like, the animals in which we've lost. Which, like, if you've ever had a personal family pet that you've had for years that everybody's connected with not just like it's one person's animal then it 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 hits the same sometimes or almost even worse because like your entire routine's ruined um which is kind of losing somebody else because if you listen to the prior podcast um i talked about how i found out that my dog was dead through a strawberry sunday oh that's very true but the strawberry sunday is like always a thing right it'll always be a thing yeah 
Um, but yeah, so I feel like we'll give a little bit of a timeline of um during the panorama. Yeah. Um oh no 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 no. We should go all the way back to the beginning. All the way back to the beginning. Yeah. What's all the way back to the beginning for you? Um, well, I'm old. So um all the way back to the beginning, just to, like preface. So our dad always had random events and stuff like that. Uh, I mean like him. I was like, oh, and um, so like our parents were married and before their one year anniversary, our dad was riding in a Hyundai pony, which um, I saw the picture the other day of this Hyundai pony. Yo, how did he fit in that thing? So um, our dad was six foot five before this all happened. Six foot five, a very fit individual, um, was trying out for like football teams, stuff like that. Like he was doing a lot of stuff like that. He um, worked in like a hard labor type situation and everything and um so he got into a car accident he got ran over by a cement truck at a hyundai pony uh he loved talking about that the fact that like they which sounds super weird but then you'll slowly start to understand as well i explain this um he pushed the steering wheel forward and it was completely bent in the middle where his hands were and it was shoved like the part was shoved the rest of it was normal and he'd like fully pushed it forward um he said that the sound of the jaws of life is like the craziest thing you've ever heard in your life i'm like yeah it would be most people don't hear it i don't think because they're not alive um they there was a because the accident was so large now i could get this wrong but um from my understanding there was like two or three vehicles that were involved and he was kind of in the middle and they didn't even know that the car was there i remember that aspect of them telling me about it and um all they heard is oh fuck and they went, oh, my God, there's somebody in there. And they're alive. Um, it also, the preface that the cement truck was full. The cement truck was full. And um, up until the day he died, anytime he saw one, he's like, and we're changing lanes now. That's a hard fucking pass. I've been there before, and I survived it, and that probably won't happen again. Um, and then subsequent accidents would happen after that. Not really car accidents um, until one of them, but that's besides the point. So it would be like, if you were a lazy fuck... Or if you didn't do your job right, our dad was the person who ended up getting hurt. He, like, once, he broke his leg because he dropped the freezer on it. Oh, yeah. But there was, like, like things like that. Like, random events would happen either due to somebody maybe not helping him or due to just, like, people making poor choices, which then in turn ended with our dad being the one who got hurt. You know that safety binder that's all out workspaces? Yeah, that was probably crazy. Well, and that's the whole thing, right? It's like there were so many different things. He was a safety officer on one of um, his sites that he worked at, too. So he saw a lot of crazy shit. But there was a lot of crazy shit that happened to him. And um, that was the unfortunate thing. Like, most kids would be excited when their dad was coming home early from work. Uh, our dad came home early from work. And our mom's immediate reaction was, oh, my fucking God, what happened? And sometimes it'd be like, oh, yeah, um, buddy wasn't paying attention and put this through and this piece of metal shot off, bounced all the way around the fucking warehouse and it in my eye. So I had to go to the emergency room. Um, uh, a nail through the hand, like stuff like that. Or like the one fence board with the one existing nail that wasn't pulled all the way out. That is laying on the ground. He found it. Um, the sewing needles that magically are like fucking bobby pins that just show up everywhere in the foot oh my god he got gangrene so his appendix burst oh it was like 13 this man got gangrene he got gangrene and unfortunately that happened to our cousin's kid 
and like it had to get pumped out and all the other stuff so there's like so many different things that constantly led up to his life being interesting so if anybody is old enough to remember home improvement and there was all of the stuff that randomly would happen to tim it it could be led to believe that in some of those scenarios that those things would happen to our dad i also have a friend who is a tim taylor and has the weirdest shit happen to him um so there's there's always folks like that out in this world the ones where you're at and you know what i'm just gonna cut that corner and not do that they are the victims of those cuttings of the corner so um we so one day i was getting ready for work and i was gonna be late as fuck i had woken up late and our dad was like okay like i'll just drive you i'm like no it's fine like whatever i'll just like walk or ride my bike like i don't give a fuck right now it was like a sunday or something eve came running out was like and I was like, feels weird. And then we both. I was like 10. Yeah. <laughs> I like to preface that I wasn't a teenager. I was 10. Yeah. She little. Little. And then um, I like looked at our, our, our dad and I looked at each other. I'm like, I don't know. It feels weird. Just like, no, 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 no. Like, stay home. And yeah. I was like, fine. It goes inside. And that's the preface. I literally went everywhere with that all the time. Oh, all the time. And you were always down for an adventure. So we were in a 79 Ford pickup truck, which is made out of metal. Oh, yeah. Out of that bouncy plastic shit. Um, His name was Homer. <laughs> and um, he was driving me to work. And um, we were driving up to a light. The light had been a red light before. And then the light had changed to green. We proceeded to go through. And someone in the left-hand turn lane decided that they were um, behind all the other people who had already turned left previously and they were worried that they were going to lose them. And um, they decided to rip through. So I remember looking at our dad being like, hey, I'm like, oh my God, they're turning left. And he went, what? So he was also a class one truck driver. He's very good driver. Never had anything against him on his driving record. And he goes okay and did the most dad thing in the entire world and turned the vehicle to the right so that way the higher impact was on his side but also he wanted to ensure that we didn't land on top of the vehicle because he saw kids in the back seat and he's like i'm not fucking ruining this for anybody so um basically his side got punched in we were on an angle um my head got smashed into the little triangle thing that holds your seatbelt, and then into the window um he went forward into the steering wheel up into the ceiling drove his head in and then my cell phone came out of the purse, nailed him in the face, and broke his orbitable bone. Orbitable? Or I just say cheekbone. Okay. Um, so yeah, so he was knocked unconscious. Um, I what I had a concussion, stuff like this. And all I remember is like picking up my phone, which I was like, why is it on the ground? And it was smashed fuck. And it was like an iPhone. It would have been like an iPhone like five. It was a four. Four. So this thing is it was a 4s and it was made out of metal <laughs> and um apparently i called 911 um there's nothing more disturbing than hearing a 911 call when you had no idea that you made it and they play it at your fucking shit for your car accident um and then i looked out and there was a cop driving down the road he came out he took me out of the vehicle put me in the back of his cop car because the angle of which it was going the smoke was coming in from the radiator the steam i guess was coming in from the radiator well also the um, antifreeze yeah glue tube 
Well, Danny, it was like spraying it. Yeah. So um, he moved me, and then he was like, I don't think I can move your dad, but is he alive? Well, the first thing I said before I got out of the vehicle is, you better not be dead. And he said, no, no. And I was like, okay, good. And anyways, it went in there. We had subsequent injuries, all that other stuff, obviously. Like, our dad was worse off than myself. I just had my, my noggin. It really took me from girl who could remember the smallest detail of something to then go buy said person for that for christmas to dory i became dory from finding Nemo. <laughs> um but yeah so we had all that stuff happen and there was a lot of things that happened after that so the seatbelt went into his stomach so he had a hernia he had to have a hernia surgery things happened he came out of that surgery with type 2 diabetes. So if anybody doesn't know what a hernia operation is, it's basically when a seat, like for this specific situation, his seatbelt, the lower strap pressed so hard into his stomach that his intestines attempted to come out of his belly button. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could look down and look at your belly button, you can see it's not that big. So it has this kind of like balloon shape. So when you have a hernia operation, you're trying to like get that back in. Um, it happened that his pancreas was nicked. Um, and so then he, but he didn't know right after surgery that he no he had diabetes. So he came home and he was drinking like ridiculous amounts of water yeah. and peeing, and he was like losing a bunch of weight. He lost like fifty pounds in in like a month. Like it was yeah. terrifying. And like at that time too, when they were doing, they had to do all the checkups for the um car accident so the doctor was like we need to eat it then he had his he had his knee operation before that for a workout oh because he had he yeah, oh yeah he had like scopes knee re- and he had one knee replacement and he was literally about to go back into applying for jobs because he had been off yeah when and then, when the and car and then the happened. car happened yeah and then he always had a messed up neck because of that. And he always had like a weird like limp yeah. of the knee operation. Um, And then about a year and a half later, he was like, my heart's not feeling the best. He, like it was super weird. He was like really tired and they kept blaming it on the type 2 diabetes. Well, they were blaming it on that and they were blaming it on like a range of things. Um, And so then he went in and he found out that um he got a heart test and that his heart was functioning at 34%. Yes. So, um, specifically, his aortic valve, which is, like, the big one, that, that like, the one that, like, pumps all the blood into your heart. Pumps most of the blood out, um, was shredded. So, what the, like, conclusion was is that when the car accident happened, when his hernia happened in the pressing in the intestine, it backflowed blood so hard that it shredded his heart valve. So he had an aortic valve replacement, um, specifically a bullfine valve. So you like to say that he was full of bullshit because okay. his eyes were brown. And now he was actually part cow. Oh, my God. It was so funny. All of the jokes that were made. He's like, well, you know, I was wondering if there, I was like, I didn't want no pig heart. I wanted a cow heart. I like steak. Well, no, the specific thing, too, is that back at that time, there was only like bullvine and musculoskeletal. The musculoskeletal valves made, like, a clicking noise. He's like, I don't want to fucking hear that shit. Oh, yeah, he's like, that's like having a fucking pacemaker. Who wants a clicking noise? Which, like, pacemakers don't make that noise. But, but like, that, that clicking that's noise. The illusion. The illusion. 
So um, at that time, um, aortic valve replacements only last between like uh, they're at most eight years. They said they said eight to ten years at the most. And I was like, what if I sit on my ass? Like, yeah, yeah. So um, so then he was like doing okay. He started working again, and then it would have been like the the lovely panorama. Oh yeah, we love the panorama. Um, and our whole family got COVID in like the end of 2020. Yeah, we got it. We got COVID when people, even after you were done having COVID, didn't want to be near you because they thought that you were like radiating COVID. Like we had COVID when people were still being assholes about you getting COVID. Like, what did you do? Did you not wash your produce? Did you not use hand sanitizer? Did you not change your clothes when you came home from the grocery store? Oh, yeah. It was a lot of... It was, like, peak fear time. Yes. Um, And so he, like, was sick in, like, October and November. He had, like... He had, like, what he thought was a sinus infection. Yeah. Then he was, like, oh, I think I have pneumonia. Cause and then it was bronchitis. Before. And then it was bronchitis. And then we got COVID. And then um, he was, like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the doctor. So... Um, which was a whole ordeal at that time. Oh my god. It was back when it was like, do you really just go to the doctor or can we just like FaceTime? Yeah. So he went in, um, found out that he needs to get another aortic heart replacement. Yeah. Which like back in the like kind of set a break. It was like almost ten years later. And that's the whole thing, is like as long as you were healthy and stuff like that and you weren't just like, I don't know, lazy fuck, they it lasted longer. No. Shit happens. I know. I was like, like honestly it depends on like what's in your body. Yeah, like pre shit, core mobilities, all that stuff. So it would have been January. Our dog died. Oh yeah, our dog. Meaning, her name. Her, so her name was Buffy, the cat slayer. Um, she was a miniature dachshund. No, she was a midi dachshund, technically. I guess her I mom was a regular sized dachshund, and her dad was a miniature. And she was the adorable land otter of all of our lives she brought so much joy and at the end so much peace but um <laughs> she was she was very close to our dad which i know you're envisioning it now we explained that he was like mm, six foot four six foot five he's like a bigger dude but like a football player carrying around a tiny a tiny dog who he loves so much and that that hit him really fucking hard Obviously, it hit all of us hard, but well, she was like, she was psyched. dying for like six months. Yeah, she also diabetes. got diabetes, so they matched. That was that was funsies. That was a bonding moment for them, and um, so that like obviously was like a downfall for him. So then he went on the mission for the wonderful dog. No, 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 upstairs. I'm gonna be honest. It was like it was like three days later because I was like, so when um when Casey died, yeah, who was our dog prior. We still had Buffy. Yes. So we still heard the nails. So when Buffy died, it was like dead ass quiet. And I was like, Dad, I need a dog. Yeah. And I was like, I have money in my bank account. I will go buy a dog. Yeah. Like, I don't care. And then the most adorable little puppy appeared on Kajiji. A Kajiji. Um, stole the show, was going through, all of her siblings were named also Mexican foods. Yeah, her name was Olive. Olive. Not gonna lie, not a huge fan of the name. No. So, then we made our, we made our scoop down. Our dad won, like, the set for life, so technically she was 
myself for a life dog. Yeah. Which was the exact amount that we needed to get her. So um, we got. So he didn't win the thousand dollars per. Oh no! It was like five hundred dollars. It was like five hundred bucks. It was like a cash prize. We went and got her. We came back. Um, it would have been like end of February. He like was starting to get this weird flu again. Yeah. And we were like, "Oh, that's super weird." So then, um, first week of March, he was getting pretty bad. He went to the doctors, got an inhaler and stuff like that. His breathing was really shitty. And then, mind you, I was in college during this time, too. Oh, but not just college. COVID college. COVID college. Um, And then it was the Tuesday, mm-hmm. and Sarah came to me, and she was like, like, I was at I was at school. It was still in me. It was a little online, but it was like you had a lab or whatever, and you went to physical school. Yeah, like, I had to go to physical school for a majority of the day anyway. So she sat me down and was like, hey, he's not listening to me. He's not listening to mom. Yeah. He needs to go to the hospital and, like, he's not listening. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. I was which, like, like, I need you. I, I need an extra person. Which, like, our, which um, Sarah's child was like, was she in school? No, she was, she started kindergarten. She was still, she was at home. So she was like, four. Our, like, biggest fear was that, like, if something did happen, that, like, she would find him or something. Because she would be the one who'd go in and be like, Papa, why aren't you breathing? Why, Papa, why are you so cold? You're always warm. Like, that was the last. Yeah. Also, our brother is on, like, our brother has autism. And that is just another level. Something, that's just another level of, like, understanding and, like, there were so many things and we we're just like, okay, like he needs help. A, we wanted him to get better. Yeah. But we knew that if something was going to happen, even though he would probably want to sit in his fucking green leather recliner. I'm very sorry, sir. It got so bad that he couldn't walk down the stairs. And so I went in and um, I basically had to scream at him and tell him to get his fucking ass in the car. And so mom came home. Um, I handed her <laughs> the like bag of medications Sarah was throwing shit in the bag as I'm screaming at my father. Yeah. Because he didn't listen to me when I... No. So, like, there is a very... There is a specific, like, role that I have in this family. It's known as the initiator. Yeah. So, like, anytime that somebody needs to do something or, like, something's the issue, like, I usually initiate it and then people take over. It's fine. It's not me that people can't do stuff without me, but um, that's what kind of happened. So... Mom comes home, takes him to the hospital. Um, the emergency room nurse looks at her and goes, "Hey, just a heads up, it's not doing well. Like he's going up to the cardiac ICU." Um, and so, like, he had to get a heart replacement anyway. So he was like not doing well for the first couple of days. Then he was starting to like stabilize. Um, and then on the Friday they said, "Okay, plan is Monday." Yeah, um, they just needed a couple because, like, obviously before surgery, you have to, unless it's an emergency, um, you have to be, like, stable enough. 100%. So it would have been, so Friday night, mom it calls me and goes, hey, like, I'm just going to stay a bit longer. Like, dad really wants to me to hang out. And I was like, and he was super excited and super happy. So another preface is in December when we found out he needed to have surgery, um, I got into a fight with Sarah. Yes. And we were on FaceTime, and I said from the beginning, as soon as he came out of his mouth, I'm like, he's not going to make it, he's going to die. And 
Sarah was taking more of an optimistic role than I was. I like to be more optimistic, but then I'm a realist when it comes to certain aspects of things because I've watched this happen. So I was like, no, he's going to die. So I don't remember what the conversation we were having before, but I said something along like, you need to fucking accept it. He's going to die. And I shut FaceTime off and I closed the computer and I went upstairs. Yeah. Um, I don't, I assume she probably cried after that. I don't know what was going on. I think, oh, Ben texted me because you were like hysterical and he was like, what the fuck did you fit with? What? And then I, and then I still had COVID insomnia and I rage cleaned my kitchen. Yeah. I ripped the entire kitchen apart that I had just cleaned two months prior. So, um, I had an understanding that something bad was happening. Yes. Um, everybody else was optimistic until like the end. And then Friday, um, he was really persistent on her on her staying. Yes. And um, well, before this, which I don't know if Sarah actually knows. Um, Tuesday night, dad texted me and said, I can't do this. Yeah. And I was like, great. He is going to die. That's awesome. It is delightful. Yeah. It's also like, you know, when you know something and everybody else hasn't registered it yet or like doesn't want to accept it. You know, like that like feeling you're like, oh, God. Um, so... Saturday at like two o'clock in the morning, he yes. got up um to go to the bathroom, which like in the cardiac ICU, everything everybody had their um, own bathroom. Before you state what's about to happen, would you like to state the statistics that we both looked into prior to said event that happened? Um, what was the probability? So, the one that Sarah saw was fifty percent death. Yes, which is that I was being thought so. At this time, too, it just so happened that I was learning about cardiac surgery while I was in school. Yeah. Um, I knew it was pretty much an 80% life or death. Yes. Um, When he got the paperwork and everything that he was going to have surgery, um, a specific piece of paper I hid because I didn't want them to see the probability. Yeah. Um, So Saturday he got up to go to the bathroom. Um, also a good note too, is if you are having heart issues and you poop and you strain too much, it's literally a sign after cardiac surgery is that you can have a heart attack. Yeah. So he went to the bathroom, comes back over to like the bed, sits down, goes like, I don't feel well, went into cardiac arrest, fancy time of like heart attack. They get him back in, they bring him back. Yeah. Um, and then he went into another cardiac arrest. Yeah. They did everything they could and- he died because he's stubborn. He's like, um, no, I made my choice. You fuckers, <laughs> bitches, bitches. Um, and which also a good note too is when he had his prior heart surgery too. It took a really long time to get him off of bypass. Yes, which is like the machine that keeps your heart working while the surgeons are working on it. Yeah. Um. So he passes. Um. They call at like three twenty four in the morning. Mm-hmm. They're like, which like mom had the worst ringtone on the face of the planet. It was the like old school phone that was really loud. Oh yeah, we both had that ringtone. Oh my god. So another preface is that our mom asked me to sleep upstairs in the bed with her because she was like obviously not mentally the and she was also like. I think she like knew but didn't want it. She just wanted one of one of yeah, like somebody is she wanted somebody else there. So she gets the call. Um our neighbor picked her up and drove her to the hospital. And then um one of our aunts and uncles drove there too. Again, yeah. this was during COVID. So none of us could visit our dad in the hospital except for our mom because it was like the token person. Um 
So they left and everything. And at that point, our mom didn't know. Yeah, she didn't know because they're not going to be like, hi, so your husband died. Can you come here, please? No, well, like they called while he was coding. Yeah. Um, And so at 3.30 in the morning, I was alone. Yeah. Our dog didn't even wake up. Well, and our brother sleeps through the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was sitting there and I'm like waiting and I call Sarah and I'm kind of giving her the rundown and stuff. And she was like, okay. And she's like, we're trying to sort out like rides and stuff like that for her to come over. Yeah. Um, and she goes, that's weird. I haven't heard from mom. And I'm like, he's gone. I'm like, it's super weird. I don't have a text or anything from mom. And she wouldn't expect you to contact me. And you're like, he's he's gone. And I was just like, I, yeah, I totally think it is. And then I guess she was debating. So I ended up calling the same neighbor who drove our mother to yeah. the hospital. Real party night for him. Yeah. So my husband was really tired. Plus, we would have had to wake up our daughter or wake up our neighbors, which is one of my best friends. And she's very mad at me to this day that I did not wake her up. But that is besides the point. And I was like, okay. And I called her neighbor. He's like, I'll come get you. So we live in two different cities. It's about a 20 to 30 minute drive, depending. But when there's dead ass no traffic, it's pretty quick. So he came and he got us. And I was talking to Eve on the phone. And I said, fuck this. I'm just going to call her. At that time, too, I was like no Sarah I know he's gone yeah you were like I know and I was like I know but I need I need that definitive so I guess at the moment it was like five seconds before I was calling our mom looked at our aunt who was our dad's older sister and goes how the fuck am I supposed to tell my kids who am I gonna tell first and then the phone rang and she goes oh she knows well because it was between like we were both on the phone and I was like okay sure because like at that time, I was like, oh, fuck. You're like, I feel like... No, I was like, I I fully in my heart knew he was gone. Yes. And I was like, well, fuck. And I knew, like, I knew I accepted it. I processed it. And I was like, I, I'm usually the person who delivers the shitty news. Oh, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Sarah can hear this. <laughs> I know, but I was like, okay, I need a definitive. I need to hear somebody who is there whoever picked up the fucking phone or the nurse who's standing there or whatever to tell me so she told me and i had a complete mental breakdown which fun fact i have a security camera yeah so i this had, was before our neighbor had picked her up yeah before our neighbor had picked us up and our mom was like can you not say anything i want to make sure i get a hold of like your other siblings i'm like i'm like okay like whatever and then she was like oh i'm doing all this stuff i'm like that's fine like i've got this she's like okay so I had, like, a complete fucking breakdown. My husband deleted it all off the security footage. Because I almost wanted... I know this may sound super weird. I almost wanted to watch it back. So that way I could absorb that it actually happened. I was talking about this, like, and not that long ago. And then um, my husband hears me. I'm I'm not a quiet individual. Like, wailing out. She kind of has, like... I've been I don't a whale. know how to describe it. It's more like... It's a little it orchid. starts quiet. It starts quiet, and then it's just, like... Like, it's one of two ways. I'm either silent. This is the same one I'm laughing, by the way. Yeah. I'm either completely fucking silent, making all the faces look a silent movie, or I'm so fucking loud, you're like, shut the fuck up. Or if I'm crying, you're like, dear God, are you in pain? Um, He opens up the door and he's looking at me and I was like, he's gone. And he's like, oh my God, did your brother get out the door? Like, what happened? So he immediately thought that something was wrong. And I was like, no, my dad's dead. 
And he looks at me and he goes, no, he's fucking not. And I went, yeah, he is. So I'm just going to preface this for about two seconds. My husband's dad passed away suddenly of heart issues in 26, early 2016. So he's like, oh my fucking God. And he's also known my dad since he was like 13 years old. So there's that aspect. And he was like in complete shock. Like he didn't know what to do. He handles things completely differently. I feel like it's very much like he he lives in the shock zone for a significant amount of time because he's like trying to process like, oh my God, what do I do? I've been through this. What did I want? But she wants different things. Like you could see the things moving in his head. And I was like, oh my God. And then our neighbor pulled up and our mom had said, don't say anything. Right? Like you want to make sure that you talk to your siblings or something like this. I get in the car. Oh my God. So our neighbor was like really good friends with our dad. Like, he's, he's, like, he's been our neighbor for, like, over, like, almost 20 years. Almost 20 years. Yeah. And he's almost, like, he's more like a, like, a friend uncle than, like. Frunkle? A frunkle. Then, um, then just, like, a neighbor who came to assist who was doing, like, their due diligence and duty. I get in the car. I, I get in the car and he goes. Two or three minutes. No, because he found out when I called you. What? Because I called you. Oh, no, no. I'm getting there. Trust oh, okay. I was like, well, I, get I, I get in the car and he looks at my face and he goes, it's okay. I got you. We're going to get there. And he, do you want to go to the hospital or do you want to go to Eve? Because I'm going to preface again, like our brother was sleeping. And in certain situations, you don't awake or ruin a routine of someone who is on the spectrum because it can cause other reactions. And stuff. Yeah. Um, we do have another sibling as well who we were trying to contact. But unfortunately, she also has the wonderful same sleeping gene as our brother. Oh my God, no. Very, very solid sleeper. Yeah. Um, and he looks at me and he's like, okay. And he's like, where do you want to go? And I'm like, I need to go to Eve. And he looks at me and he goes, you don't, you don't want to go to the hospital with your mom? Also, mind you, you can't really go into the hospital at that time anyway. I know, but it's like, it was almost like COVID went out the window. You like kind of think of different things. And I was like, oh, um, my aunt and uncle are there with her. I need to go to Eve. And he looks at me. And he looks me straight in the face and he goes, fuck. And I went, yeah, fuck is the right word. Favor doesn't even like, anyone doesn't swear that often. No, he doesn't swear that often. Like he is Jesus man. He, he's a Jesus man. Um, But he just looks at me and he goes, fuck. And he stops and he holds his face and he looks down and then he goes, okay, let's do this. Of course. Eve has no patience because I hung up the phone. You are so long. No, because I told her, hey, you call mom. Okay, I'll be here. And you were like, I will call you right after Eve. And then she hangs up. Oh, yeah. Which made me wait like 25 minutes. Oh, my God. So we're almost there. I want to say, because there was no traffic and there were, even though there's lights and stuff, seven minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like where those like tower things were and whatever. Yeah. And she calls. So, you fucking ghosted me. Have you heard anything yet? I haven't heard from mom. I haven't heard from you. I'm trying to call the other one. She's not picking up because obviously she's sleeping. No one's giving me any answers. What the fuck is going on? And Kira's the preface. This is the only thing I got on the other side of the foot. And I went, oh, so he's fucking dead. No, no, I kept going. I'm not that far away. I'm on my way. I'm on my, I'm on my way. And then I went, and you went, just fucking tell me and i went he's gone no but she didn't even say it she didn't even say it in like a, oh i uh he's gone it was like 
like Sarah bawling her eyes out going yeah, I was like, obviously. okay, and then I hung up the phone because you were like, I'm almost there. And then I was like, okay. And then I literally just sat on the couch because, again, even the dog didn't wake up. Yeah, like, she was a little puppy. Like, also, our neighbor's wife didn't, our neighbor's wife was like, she was trying her best. She was trying to get over there. And I'm just, like, sitting there, and I walked over to my dad's closet. I took the jacket that I always used to wear, and I just walked in, and I sat there waiting. And I was like, Okay. And then I got a call from mom. Oh, yeah. And she was like, hey, honey, like, we're all okay. I was like, mom, I know he's dead. It's fine. Can you hurry the fuck up? And the weird thing was, is I literally feel like we all showed up at the same time. You did. Okay, I was like, was that my brain or not? And all I remember was we all got out. And it was like a giant hugging. Yeah, do you chest. remember how I was walking out? Everybody else was like bawling their eyes out. I had a cup of coffee. Yeah, you were. I walked out with a mug of coffee and I was like, okay, everyone else is bawling. And I'm like, I told you. Here, like, I, I've registered this. I've dealt with it. I've put it in the filing cabinet and it is away. Also, a good thing, Dot, to tell your mother when her husband dies is, um, well, I fucking told you that he was going to die. So, like, you just should have listened to me. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the honesty, right? So, eventually, we did get a hold of her other sibling yeah. and she picked up her phone and stuff like that. And, then and then they came over and it it's very different. We all are far apart somewhat in age. Yeah. So like, like there's over five years between each of the like me and my two older siblings. Yeah. There's only like a year and eleven days between you and the other one. Well, that was so specific. Yeah. It's because they're it technically qual- qualifies them Irish twins. Um but yeah, so there was I want to say we were just like, it was kind of like the numbness for the first bed, or I was like the shock. Like everybody kept talking about stuff. I immediately was like, okay, so who needs to? This is what I do when people die. Oh, okay, if I, especially if I'm close, or even if I'm just like there. If you're one of the pe- first people that they contact within 24 hours, and and I'm there, I'm like, okay, so do we need to set things up for the crematorium because I can't think. Of his, in his exact words, his husk. Yeah. Being there, because he said, your soul and your being is who you are, not just the outer part of you. Yeah. So I was like, I can't, I don't want him sitting in a fucking freezer. Like, that was something that I just didn't want. I'm like, okay, do I need to contact people? Like, did you say sit in a freezer? Well, not a freezer. Like, it's like the cooler morgues. Like, God, also, I just make it seem like it's so much quicker than it is. Oh, yeah. It tastes like, so, like, usually I'd say you can only do, like, six bodies a day as a crematorium because you have to fully clean it out and everything. Oh, yeah, that you have to make sure, they have to make sure that there's, like, no metal. There was, like, all of this stuff that they have to take off. They have to make sure that, you know, like, say if somebody has, like, a pacemaker or whatever, they have to oh. register the serial numbers. The serial number for his name. Like, there's so many aspects of things that, like, I don't think a lot of people, like, factor in. So, so like, it wasn't like, you die, you go down to the morgue, you get cremated, yeah. and you leave. No, it's, like, a long process. It, it's a, it is a long process, like, by the time you get them and all the other stuff. So, there was kind of all of that. So, we wait, like, eventually kind of, like, everybody started finding out i waited to tell my daughter until she woke up i wasn't gonna wake my kid up just because either way this sounds super blunt and i'm very sorry but either way her papa was dead so the other thing is it's like it was 
That day was like the longest day ever. Oh my god, it was the longest day of our fucking lives. I don't know how many grief walks we went on, as we like to call them. Oh, no, it was depressing walks. Oh, de- de- Because sometimes I would just walk out with a mug of coffee and walk around. So much so that the there was, like, this, like, adorable old lady, like, two streets down who was like, are you guys okay? Like, I see you guys walk a lot. And I think I said, my dad just died and then kept walking. And yeah. Sarah was like, I'm so sorry. And I was just like, um, yeah. I don't even think yeah, it was so much. I wasn't even at the, like, polite apology stage i don't think at that point no i was very much so. at like the blunt whatever stage. also the sun said about i knew so much that dad was gonna die that i made sure that we had dairy queen the night before so that i could have an extra strawberry sunday in the freezer because that is your coping mechanism but also your trigger yeah well and then like with my delightful adhd i forget to eat all the time anyway oh. So, like, you add a bunch of people coming to the house and stuff. We were on the, um, we like to call it the Catholic, the Catholic casserole train. Oh, my God. Which I kind of feel like leads to the next thing. Yeah. When, like, after this had happened and everybody's reactions to everything. Yeah. I always, I, I even said it to mom. I was like, that, mo- those, like, couple months after dad died was the most, like, there were so many people here, but I've never felt so alone. Yeah, and that's the whole thing, right? So everybody was in their, like, own headspace. So I'm, I'm old. I have a kid. So I'm helping my kid deal with the fact of somebody that she saw every single day was doing Hey, everybody. With rehashing life drama, it happened to take way longer than we expected. But lucky for you, that means that there will be a part two coming soon. Thank you so much for listening and always stay warped and twisted as ever. Peace.